Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us for our very first episode of Ride at the Heart. I'm your host, Kara Knight, and I'm a part of the marketing team here at Farmers Bank and Trust. Today we're talking about our bank's history, and it's a long one. We've got a very special guest joining us to tell us all about it. You're listening to Ride at the Heart, a podcast focused on sharing inspirational stories from our communities, presented by Farmers Bank and Trust. Along the way, you'll learn about managing your finances, news about community events, interviews with local leaders, and more. So get ready to be inspired as we get right at the heart of Farmers Bank and Trust. Bank and Trust is entrenched in its communities, and this podcast was created to share those special stories coming out of South Arkansas and Northeast Texas. Now, you may be wondering why the name Right at the Heart. This is the slogan we work and live by, and if you've ever been to one of our branches, you've seen it displayed somewhere inside, right at the heart. Now, in the word heart, each letter describes our core values. Honor, excellence, adaptability, respect, and teamwork. So, here to share a little bit about what that means to us as a bank and why it's important is none other than Bruce Malik. Bruce is our vice chairman and general counsel at Farmers. He's been at the bank for 34 years now. He's also an Arkansas state senator representing District 12. Bruce, I know you're a very busy man. Thank you for taking time out of your crazy schedule to chat with us. Thank you, Kara. It's good to be with you today. Farmers was chartered in Magnolia, Arkansas in 1906. We just celebrated 113 years. So tell me, were you born and raised in Magnolia? How did you get connected and start working at Farmers? I was born and raised south of Magnolia near Emerson, a small community in southern Columbia County. And my connection with farmers actually goes back to my growing up years because my parents always banked with farmers. So I can remember going with my mother to the bank uh, when I was just a youngster, when the bank, uh, the main bank was on the square there in Magnolia. And then uh, when I was in high school and I was involved in agriculture products and, and FFA, and I went to the bank as a ninth grader and borrowed $1,000 for an FFA project. Ninth grade. So I had a personal experience with farmers, and they helped me. And then when I went through college, I went to law school, came back to Magnolia and was practicing law, but the bank was starting to grow. I was doing some legal work for the bank. One thing led to another, and I went to work for the bank on May 1st, 1986. So this May 1st will be my 34th year. Wow, so you've really seen it grow tremendously since you've been here. Yes, and it really goes back to the 60s with my experience, uh, even just as a a customer, as a child of a customer. Wow. What's your favorite thing about living in Magnolia? I know when I visit, I feel like farmers, you know, this is right at the heart, but I really feel like farmers kind of is right at the heart when you go to Magnolia. Well, community banks are, are so important to towns our size, and I know a lot of people like the larger communities, but I like uh, the communities uh, like Magnolia. There's a quality of life to it, and of course we still live out south of town on a farm, but the people and 
We have Southern Arkansas University there in Magnolia, and that really adds to the quality of life. We have some arts programs and, and our square. A lot of communities, their square has sort of died down. In Magnolia, our storefronts are still full, and we've got the stores on the bypass and all of that too, but we're fairly diversified. I just enjoy the people and uh, living in that environment. Yes, and Magnolia Bake Shop. Oh, yes. You have to stop and get the dots, dot cookies. Dot cookies. <laughs> oh, man, those are so good. <laughs> well, our motto is to us your family, and that's really not just some gimmicky tagline. I've learned very quickly there is a family culture here at Farmers. How has that been developed over time? Well, it, it goes back to our origins, and it really is what defines us. But you go back to 1906, and R.S. Warnick Sr. started the bank, and along with the Grayson families, and you still have really the majority of our shareholders are still descendants of the Warnick and Grayson families. There was also Mr. Grayson had a sawmill, and it was called the Grayson Foster uh, Sawmill, and some of the Foster heirs are now the Bradley family have ownership in the bank. And so Mary Warnick Harsh is the granddaughter of R.S. Warnick Sr. Mary will be 98 in January of this year wow. and still comes to bank events, uh, still uh, very interested in the bank. And so that family culture is still there. Our chairman is a des uh, descendant or a part of the family uh, the, the, of our original stockholders, and our current president and CEO is as well. So it's been family from a stockholder standpoint, and it really feels like a family for each of us as employees. Yes, absolutely. That's the cool thing whenever we have new employees join Farmers. You know, welcome to the family. I feel like that's so true when you join Farmers Bank. Well, this kind of ties into my next question for you. What does banking with heart mean? I know we use it on everything we have. Well, Kara, you you talked about what that stands for in the words as far as honor and excellence, adaptability, respect, and teamwork. But we really try to apply that in the way that we deal with everybody. And that, that includes, of course, our customers that come into the bank, treating them with respect, with honor, providing excellent service. If something goes wrong or changes at the last minute, having that adaptability and then working together as a team. But it also applies to how we treat each other as employees at the yes. bank. And so they are just our core values. We try to live them out every day and uh, hope that we can continue to do that because it, again, is part of, of family. Right, and it's more than, more than just banking. This ties in as well. What does Farmers do in its communities? Before I started working at Farmers, I was working in Texarkana, and I knew nothing about Farmers Bank, but I knew that they were at everything. I saw their logo and blue shirts everywhere. Well, you know, banks and, and all banks can mm -hmm. provide those deposit products and loan products and things like that. Sure. But I think what has distinguished us and what's really been a blessing about working at Farmers Bank is not just providing the service and the relationship, but being able to give back to the community. And, of course, we start with our Magnolia community because that's where the main bank is located and where the bank right. was started. But we make major contributions to Southern Arkansas University. Uh, we have our employees are involved with our Blossom Festival in the spring, Relay for Life, all sorts of fundraisers. We, we're at the booster clubs for the athletic teams, college and high school throughout the area. And so 
really any community event, you're going to find farmers' employees. And then, as we have moved into other communities, Camden, yes. Malvern, back to Hope, Texarkana, and, and uh, New Boston, and into Prosper, Texas, it's just something that we've carried with us, uh, and, and of course now Prescott too with a, a new yes. addition, of being active in the community. When something is going on, we want our people to be volunteers. We want them to be involved in, in personal service and community service, and we think that's so important to the communities that we serve, and it's important to the bank. And so that all adds to the quality of life issue that I talked about earlier, but it, it really is a blessing that our shareholders support those efforts of giving Absolutely. back, not only through real dollar contributions to so many charitable organizations, but with uh, time commitment as a volunteer. I feel like it kind of rounds out the employee as well, you know, helps them with their own growth, personal development, things like that. And, and it adds, I think it adds value to them and, and yes. they, they, they are important and they do contribute. Yes, absolutely. What did you learn early on in your career at Farmers Bank and Trust that still influences you today? I think it's, we talked about all of our employees being involved and being important and I think that's that's a lot of it, of knowing that every employee contributes, every employee is important. And a lot of times I talk about uh, our tellers or our new account representatives or our customer service uh, personnel, they see and touch so many more of our customers than I will see or our CEO or other executive officers. And so they're so important. And so we need to always be mindful of that, be appreciative of that, encourage them and reward them with opportunity uh, within the bank and participation in community events. But it's important that we always remember that. And I learned that early on, and I think it's still important today. Yeah. And you've been that customer, like you mentioned early, getting that lo that FFA loan. And, and it really had a lifelong impact on me. Now, looking back with today's banking regulations, I'm not sure why they loaned a ninth grader any money. That's <laughs> in the day when... Uh, you knew the people and character mattered and character still mm -hmm. matters, but we have to have more documentation right. today. But still, that's something that they helped me. And so it builds loyalty. And as long as we're providing that service, uh, and, you know, that was a small thing for me, but it meant a lot. Mm -hmm. And so today, if we can help a small business get started, uh, that turns for into sure. a very prosperous business for that family down the road. It gives us personal satisfaction. You did mention that I serve in the legislature yes. as a senator. Uh -huh. And so I just mentioned that because sometimes today our politics gets so divisive. Yes. To be able to treat people with respect and mm -hmm. to be able to do something for them, and uh, really regardless of their background, regardless of whether they've got $100 in the bank or $100,000 in the bank of just being just as interested in them regardless right. of that pays benefits and that's the way that we should act yeah for sure well of course we've got to talk about food here <laughs> we are in the south and we're talking about family so meals are a very important part of family we have lots of potlucks and you know gatherings and things like that what is your favorite family meal all right i'm going to go back to my growing up days okay. on the farm when mom <laughs> prepared meals every day. Sometimes, you know, today we're, it's fast food or we come in and, uh -huh. and uh, it's hard for everybody to sit down at the same time. And we still try to do that as much as we can as a family. But yes. I remember growing up and again on the farm, 
This is all food that we produced on the farm ourselves. Maybe a chicken fried steak, purple hull peas, corn, either cream corn or corn on the cob with some cornbread, uh, maybe mashed potatoes, but we, oh, yeah. we grew all of that in the garden or we raised the livestock and processed it and had it in the deep freeze. Yum. And so that's just, that's hard to beat. That makes remind me of my mammal's house <laughs> in Benton or Perrin, Arkansas, a small town, but oh my goodness. You can't beat a good southern meal, that's for sure. <laughs> and I know so many people can relate to yeah. that in, in South Arkansas. Even Northeast Texas, they got some good food oh, there, yeah. too. I lived in Tyler. They have some, some great barbecue yeah. up yeah. there. Get, get some barbecue when yeah. you get into Texas. <laughs> well, since we're talking about some fun things here, I have to share this fun fact about you because I find it so fascinating. Bruce is an auctioneer. How in the world did you teach yourself <laughs> to talk that fast? I mentioned earlier about being active in FFA and how the bank uh -huh. gave me a loan to start a project. Well, that led to having state and national offices in the FFA that I became very uh, active and involved with. I served as state president of the Arkansas FFA, and then I served as, the, as a national officer in the FFA. National officers have to be college age, but they have to lay out of college for a full year because in the one year that I was a national officer, I was in 46 states and six countries in one year and traveled wow. about 320 days out of the year over 100,000 miles. But we finished up at our national convention in November. I could not start back to college until January when a new semester started. And so one of the team members had always wanted to go to auction school. So the first two weeks of December, January 1977, I went to the Missouri Auction School. Now, my team member that talked me into going was Sam Brownback from Kansas. Sam ended up serving in Congress, served in the United States Senate, and then served as governor of Kansas. Oh, my goodness. And uh, because he, he talked me into going back to Kansas City, went to the auction school there, and for 40-plus years, I've done nothing but charity auctions. I wish I had kept up with the total number of auctions and the total dollars raised, but it's easily over 500 auctions that I've done and over $15 million raised for charity. And I've done that strictly as a service because it, they're charity events. Right. That's part of my contribution, so I've never charged anyone a dollar. Now that is so cool. And you say auctions, auctioneer school? It was a, just a two-week school, and part okay. of it was the legal aspects okay. of forming a contract. But the rest of it, there, there's also part of it of, hey, but $100 bid an hour, $25 bid an hour, $50 bid an hour, $75. So, <laughs> I was anyway. just waiting for you to do that. <laughs> we were actually talking about this earlier, me and Andy, um, our branch supervisor here in Malvern. And she said, you know, I've always wondered, may, maybe they say, just if they say banana over and over really, really fast after that first number, 10 banana, banana, banana. <laughs> well, every, everybody's got their own chant, their own, uh, you know, oh, their really? own words or filler words that they use, and you, you develop your own style. But it's also important, particularly with charity auctions where your audience is not necessarily trained to be at auctions, that they have to understand what you're what you're, what what you're asking for, uh -huh. what the next bid is, or they sit on their hands. Right. So You've you try to get a little bit of the uh -huh. chant and a little bit of the excitement, but you still try to make certain that they know, you know, if it's 100 now, 25 bid now, 50 bid now, 75, that they're clear with right. what, what, what number? number you're asking. Wow. And yeah. uh, I, I, 
I'll give you a very fun one yeah. I did, and it was a political auction a number of years ago in a painting that someone uh, had done on site. And I asked the artist that was painting it what it was worth, and he said 3000 to $3,500. And so I was auctioning, and I was at 2000 2250 now 25 and I look over, and a person holds up five fingers. So I go 5000 Oh, wow. And I went back to someone else, and I said, now six. And I got 6000 Look back at that other bidder, and he holds up both hands, 10000 Oh, So my I got 10000 then 11000 then 15000 then 16000 then 20 then 21 then 25 then 26 and anyway, we sold it for twenty six thousand, and those are really fun. And that was three started out at three thousand. Yeah. And uh, so you really got to pay attention. I, I do. I do a lot of junior livestock sales at county fairs. I do four of those usually each year. And that's. I'll fun. do uh, Delta waterfowl, National Wild Turkey. I do hospital benefits, uh, children's hospital, local hospital. Uh, hunger relief. Uh, there's an event at the governor's mansion every year that I auction for the Hunger Relief Alliance, and so. All of those types of things, and uh, they're fun. So when do you have time to sleep? <laughs> well, sometimes not as much as I would like. But, you know, yeah. there's there's just real joy in helping people. There's real joy in giving back. That's the reason that that is, again, one of the core values of Farmers Bank, serving others, helping others, and uh it's just a joy to be a part of that. And that's what's so neat, you know, for me just to be on the marketing team, to see our executive officers, the people who lead us and, you know, guide us in this company. You know, you're setting the example for us, and it really is. It's admirable. And Well, I, I'm so proud of all of our team, and we've got, what, 260-70-plus yes. employees now, probably when I started, maybe 15 at the most. But it's not that we just expect, you know, this group of employees or that group of employees uh, to be out there. Our most senior officers uh, all the way to uh, throughout the organization, and it doesn't matter that you are a customer contact person or whether you work in our back office operations center, all of those employees are involved and contribute and make our communities where we serve uh, the places that they are. Yes, absolutely. Well, if there's one thing you could tell um, a customer when they hear the words Farmers Bank and Trust, what should they think of? That that we're family, that we're going to, we're going to display those values of heart yes. with them, that we're going to do our very best to take care of them, and whether it's, again, their credit needs, a loan, and sometimes it's just sitting down and, and talking through a financial transaction with them. Sometimes a person comes in for a loan, and they decide maybe after we talk through it that they, that's not in their best interest. But uh, helping people achieve their financial goals, have a little retirement nest egg, be able to build a business, save for retirement, save for a kid's education, uh, all of those type things are what we try to do every day. Again, thank you, Bruce, for joining us for our first episode, and thanks for listening to Right at the Heart, brought to you by Farmers Bank and Trust. Remember to tell your friends and family about our podcast. Join the conversation on our blog, rightattheheart.com, and for all your banking needs, visit myfarmers.bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Mm-hmm.